Spark your entrepreneurial pursuits with our guests' best-kept secrets for growing their business and healthcare practices. Get the how-tos that host How Out PR uses to win record sales for business owners and managers. This is BusinessWorks. Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar, and we have a special show for you today. I had talked with you folks a while back, uh, all you great listeners on the podcast and the radio show, about the need for your business to take inventory. Well, you know, and then I went through a whole long list of all the things you need to take inventory of, and that part, that's great. But then we never got around, because we had a number of guests, we never got back around to helping you figure out what to do with that and how to move forward, how to move your business forward now, how how to take hold of what you've got and make it work better for you. You can do that yourself. You can bring in other people to work with you, but I'm going to give it to you like how you can do it yourself, and then you can go from there and figure it out. This is going to be a very I'm, – I'm going to suggest – that you get yourself a pen and paper and you start jotting some notes down as you hear this because you're going to hear things that you may forget later that are really important uh, to your business and to helping things really take off for you. You can do this. It isn't impossible. Many people have done it before you. I've been through this a number of times in my life, both for myself and with clients. And I can tell you that I have come up with some things that work, that are easy. They are things you can remember easy, but you got to write them down to start with or you'll never remember them. Okay, so let's get started with this. Um, I'm going to take you back to the discussion about inventory, and I think at the time I mentioned how important it was to take inventory of yourself, and I mentioned your attitude and your plans and the extent of engagement and that dedication that you have to yourself and your business. Also, take inventory about your family, and if it's a family business, even more so, or if you have partners in the family, that's even more so. So all of that, take inventory of your business. Where do things stand? What are all the pieces that are involved? Your staff, your suppliers, your products or services, the customers that you have, or the clients or patients, if it's healthcare. Your competition, you know, they're out there all the time, every day, and if you're not up to speed, they're going to just walk right over you. So you need to do this frequently. How frequently is up to you? I know some people who do this in a small way every day of the week, others who do it once a week, others who do it once a month. Some people prefer annually, and I don't recommend that because it's too much time passing. Too many things happen too quickly these days to take that long a period of time. So take inventory of your competition, of your community, the involvement that you have, the support that you have, inventory of your prospects, prospective clients, prospective patients, prospective customers. What are your methods of operation? And that, that should include your staffing, the hours of staffing, the thrust of it all. What what do your people, how do they behave on the job? Do you, do you have a good fix on that? Do you just uh, leave them on to their own devices or do you provide different kinds of training opportunities and, and um, uh, uh, give them input? Um, what about your finances? 
And if they could be great or they can be terrible, you're still going to have a need to take inventory. And I'm going to get to the the heart of this in a minute. So bear with me. Just keep. You don't have to be writing all this down. I'm I'm going to give you things to. Well, I'll tell you ahead of time when it's really worth writing down. Okay. And we're going to do that because, um, you know, I've said a couple of times that when you have a thought and you send that thought down from your mind, down your neck, into your shoulder, into your arm, into your hand, on, into a pen and onto a piece of paper, there is a physiological commitment on your part to make it happen that is not present when you just tap it into a keyboard. And you can take that or leave it for whatever it's worth, but it's been proven. So you, th- your level of commitment and retain, retention and remembering this and making things happen will occur much more often and much more thoroughly when you actually write it down on a piece of paper. So, you know, uh, keyboards aside, they're great for a lot of things. But when it comes to reminders and, and coaching of yourself, there's nothing that replaces it putting it, writing it down. So inventory, we're still talking about inventory because it's a long list. It goes on to branding. Can it be better? You know, uh, are we using the right information about how to brand our products and our services, Uh, our business, our marketing? Same thing. The appearance of our place of business. Is it appropriate for customers, for clients and patients, for prospects? Is it accessible? What are the opportunities available? What does your outside input consist of? Do you have consultants, coaches, specialists, trainers, marketing and advertising people, PR people, computer people? Um, You know, what is your health and well-being kind of above all of that? Because if it is in the poor category, you've got a big mountain to climb here, and, and you may want to take on people who can help support you. Um, or you may want to consider, you know, the options. <laughs> um, we talked about vision statements, mission statements, all those kinds of things. Now, get your pen ready, okay, because I'm going to give you something that works every single day, every minute, every hour of the day, day after day, every day, every week, every month, every year. It is a little word formula, Okay. And it's spelled A-I-D-A-S, AIDAS. And I'm going to tell you what each of those, you might want to write those letters down uh, vertically so that they're stacked on top of each other. A and then underneath it I and then underneath that D, underneath that A and underneath all of it S. And then I'm going to give you what those stand for. And we'll talk about that for a minute. The A stands for Attract attention. Is what you're doing succeeding at attracting attention? You can answer yourself where that, what that means, where you want to attract attention. With the public, with your customers, with your patients, with your clients, with your family, with your community, whatever the, whatever the application is, are you attracting attention? That's only the first step. And it's important because it opens the door. And when it opens the door, it could be a floodgate all of a sudden, and are you ready for that, you know? So if what you're doing attracts attention consistently, you're on the right track. Now, the next step, the I, okay? I, create interest. 
So you attract attention. Next, you have to create interest once you've attracted attention. I mean, you know, think of this as a um, – um, you may think about this as a couple uh, arrangement. <laughs> if you, uh, a lot of people can attract attention, but then can they create interest in themselves? You know, well, your business is the same way. So if you can create interest after you have attracted attention and continue to do both of those things, you are on the road. Now, there's three more pieces here that are very important because they make the difference of survival or success. The D stands for stimulate desire. So you attract attention. You have to create interest from that attention that you've attracted. Now you have to stimulate desire for that customer, patient, client, uh, supplier, community, whatever is on your list there. Then the last A is bring about action. And that is really the essence of this whole formula. Bring about action. Make something happen. Make a customer be a customer. Make a, a non-customer be a customer. Make a supplier be a customer. Bring about action. Make people want to, to buy what you have to sell. Now, all of that sounds great. And in the old days... That little formula used to be AIDA, and there was no S on the end. So you can start to guess what that stands for. So you attract attention, create interest, stimulate desire, bring about action. And what is the final piece of this? S. Deliver satisfaction. Guarantee satisfaction. Deliver satisfaction. Guarantee, satisfaction, attract attention, create interest, stimulate desire, bring about action, deliver and guarantee satisfaction. Those are 12 words, okay, just 12 words. And, and if you deal with those on an ongoing basis, I cannot tell you that, I can tell you, there is no way you will not succeed. It's a hard formula to live with because it has to be applied to everything you do. It has to be applied to branding, to marketing, to advertising, to sales, to customer service, to public relations. You getting tired yet? <laughs> Community relations, to packaging, website development, direct mail, email signatures, online profiles, job interviews. We could go on and on forever here. The point is that all of those things, most all of those things come under an umbrella called marketing umbrella. They are different pieces of marketing, branding, advertising, sales, public relations, packaging. Those are all considered marketing functions. So if you attract attention, create interest, stimulate desire, bring about action, and deliver satisfaction in all those categories, you are really a success. And you will continue to be as long as you continue to do A-I-D-A-S. Okay? So now, if we can, we might want to take a little break here. I see the uh, we've got about a minute uh, uh, going. So I'll just use this time to tell you how you can contact me for more information. You can do this anytime. Um, my office number, feel free to call. And, and that can be, this is central time. 
zone, central time zone, you can call me uh, 931-854-0474. Okay? Uh, No junk calls, please, because you'll get the phone slammed down in your ear if it's a recording. (laughs) Okay. But if you're a listener, just as soon as I answer, just say, hi, I heard your podcast or I heard uh, heard you on the air. Um, You can write to me, Hal, at businessworks, with an S on the end, dot U-S. And uh, that's also a website. So you can take a look at that before you want to send me something. But if you, you send anything to me in the, in the subject line, um, put, put 941 in the subject line, and I'll know that you got it from the radio show or podcast, and I will be happy to respond to you and give you um, um, some time to chat about any of the things that we bring up here. Let's take a quick break and come back. Don't go away because the meat of all of this is yet to come. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar, and we are talking about how to initiate action now. What are the resourceful business owners in this country doing? What are they, and, and operators, not just owners, and but operators and managers, what are they doing right now? What should you be doing with the business that you own or manage? Well, we've got a composite recipe for effectiveness and effective business sales marketing development in this great period of economic growth that we are experiencing here in the United States. And and uh, I, I will come back to where we started before the break, and we talked about create, attract attention, create interest, stimulate desire, bring about action, deliver satisfaction. Those are the keys to it. Now, Importantly, with all of this, take a fresh look at your present and past customers and clients and patients. What is your best source of business? Your best source of business is existing and former customers, clients, and patients. That's your very best source. What are their problems? How can your services help produce solutions? How's Here's your opportunity to rebuild or renew loyalty, stimulate sales. Take a fresh look at your services. Are you still providing what others want and need? Can you improve them, expand them, narrow or alter what you offer to provide services that are more targeted? Okay, well, you need to cement your relationship, very importantly, with associates and suppliers. And this is an ongoing thing. And people get the misconception that they can just step in and do uh, have a little party for the employees or run a little training thing. It's not that at all. That might last for a day or two. But I'm telling you that if you don't do this consistently, persistently, it isn't going to happen. So cement that relationship that you have with associates and also with suppliers. In other words, re-examine the approach that you have to dealing with trusted advisors. Have you been hiding or holding back from them? Have you been hinting for their help or their ideas? Ask them directly for what you want. Be specific. Re-examine your purchasing policies. Make sure they are helping you to build dependable, long-term relationships with your suppliers. Find the areas where marketing expenses can be cut safely. Okay, uh, too many of us, uh, you, you get a little sales pitch from a ad agency or a marketing uh, source, and, um, you know, we go on a little ride with that for a while and then start to determine or discover over the long haul that this can be very expensive. And it starts to add up, 
And if something isn't um, defined properly in the beginning, it's going to get worse. So review the profitability of your advertising, of your promotion, of your sales expenses, and do it regularly. Are you testing each new effort that you make? Can, you, can your message be improved? Can it be more concise? Can it be more targeted? Can you use smaller, less extravagant ads, for example, shorter commercials, for example, to achieve the same impact? Are your salespeople on commission? Are you making effective sales and customer follow-up use of your telephone, your text messages, your emails, your website? Remember, now this is something that my father told me. <laughs> so we're going back about 300 years on this, but it is true. Right today, it is still true. Remember that every problem is an opportunity. Find new ways to meet customer needs. A shortage of heating fuel is a new opportunity to increase the sale of sweaters, insulation, fireplaces, wood stoves, electric blankets. A shortage of qualified employees on a client or customer staff may be an opportunity to provide freelance or part-time services, bookkeeping, sales, office cleaning, secretarial, computerization. A shortage of cash is an opportunity to barter. Reassess your business philosophy. Make sure that you are responsive to your needs, your customers' needs, and those of your employees, your marketplace, and society in general. Um, we can do that and talk about a lot of different ways that you're spending money right now, but only you know that, and you have to sit down and decide whether it's the right direction or not. Target your audience. The key to every marketing effort is the ability to carefully select your best prospects and reach them most economically. Try to avoid mass market appeals when it is really only profitable to reach a narrow segment of people. Focus on the narrow segment. It's generally true that 80% of your business comes from 20% of your clients or customers. So figure out who that 20% is. Who are they? And zero in on that 20%. 80% of your business comes from 20% of your clients or customers. That's a rule of thumb. It's not always 100% true, but it's pretty darn true most of the time. You know, remember A-I-D-A-S, okay? Um, attention, interest, desire, action, satisfaction. Burn it into your mind and think about it all the time because it'll help you make better use of even your five senses to stimulate sales. You know, fresh things like fresh flowers, soft music, accent area lighting, the smell of fresh baked bread, they all help savvy realtors to sell many homes that would otherwise be passed by. Live, well-cared-for plants in your office will communicate a healthy, growing, and attentive business. And I had a uh, recall a dentist, a friend of mine, thought that that was great information and went out and bought a bunch of artificial plastic plants. <laughs> and he actually lost some, some, some customers. He lost some patients because they didn't like plastic and they just thought it was made, they associated it with him and the practice. Um, so I would advise you if you're going to do something like that, you know, be aware that to have live plants in your office or your business 
setting means they have to be cared for. So you can't just, um, you know, stick them in a corner and let them collect dust. Your average customer or prospect is opposed to thousands, thousands of advertising messages every single day. So what will help your message get through all the clutter? Have you thought about that? Now, this includes uh, things like billboards, direct mail, um, you know, websites, and, and But, no, be aware of the fact that the, the latest information I've seen, and I think it is continuing to grow in that direction, is that ads on websites are ignored. 80% of people who are on the computer do not look at or respond to ads on websites. So... Keep that in mind, you know, and, and that's a pretty important function. Where did that come from? Doesn't much matter. I can tell you that it's from Help a Reporter Out uh, organization, um, and, and we can I can tell you more about that if you're interested. Um, direct mail may cost you more per person to reach prospects and customers than any other type of media, but it's also more effective and therefore more cost efficient than any other type of media. Think about that one. This is especially true when you're trying to target a specific audience. That's that 20% we talked about, or a geographical area, or a group of prospects or buyers, because it lets you get zero right in on, on that particular group and what the commonalities are and why, um, why your product or service um, is appropriate for them. Public relations, remember that advertising space must be paid for. Public relations is free. Now, <laughs> that's not always free. There's a string attached to that. People who do public relations for you can command a pretty good income. And generally, uh, ads are not regarded as, as believable as a press release news story is. And it's not something that I would recommend you just jump at and try to do on your own. Uh, there's a whole formula to, for how to do news releases, how long they should be, uh, you have to answer the questions who, what, when, where, and how in every news release. So anyway, we're going to wrap up for today, but I'd love to hear from you anytime. As I said, hal at businessworks.us. Don't hesitate to send me a note, put 941 in the, in the subject line, and uh, I'll be happy to get back to you and answer any questions you may have after today. I hope that you have a wonderful a day and night and week ahead, and remember that you need to command the sales results you seek by taking steps. A-I-D-A-S is a beginning. Attract attention, create interest, stimulate desire, bring about action, deliver satisfaction, and be conscious of Maslow's hierarchy. You have to constantly be working at your needs. Have a great day and a great week ahead. You've been listening to Business Works. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.